Welcome to the People Priority Podcast, where we dig into topics that help you show up as your best self for you and your circle of influence. I'm your host, Julie Schneers, a teacher turned speaker, teen culture consultant, and leadership growth coach who loves people. Join me every week for conversations that will motivate, educate, and hopefully just inspire you to grow through the power of communication, connection, and confidence. Because you and your people, you're worth it. On today's episode, I want to talk about a phrase we've heard. It's something I've used over and over again that I feel like every single time I encourage someone else to use it, I now have an apology to make, and that is fake it till you make it. Uh, as a high school kid, 5'10", and built to be athletic, but not talented <laughs> enough to be athletic. So I went out for the volleyball team and did not make it. I was one of two girls cut. There's a whole opinion that I have about that and conversations that we had, but I worked super, super hard and still was just not cut out for it. So that led me to go out for theater and speech and debate, things that I probably was meant to be in anyway. However, that pushed me into a space of, I thought that I was going to play volleyball and I, I thought that I, being 5'10", uh, and having everybody still now in my life go, oh, you must have played volleyball. Oh, you must have played basketball because you're so tall and built to be an athlete. Nope, I didn't because I didn't make the team. I was, it's something that I struggled with for a really long time because I must have been good enough. Even if it was God's plan that I end up in a different space, it still stung when you are a freshman in high school. And watching my daughter walk through, you know, her little journey, she's in junior high. I just pray that she doesn't have to go through that heartache. I know that we probably will in some form or fashion, but it led me to a place that I probably was always supposed to be and meeting people, mentors, teachers that I forever will cherish, who guided me in incredible ways. And one of the things that my speech and debate coach always said to me was, just fake it till you make it. And don't embarrass me. He always said that to you, which he, he meant that with love. And I never doubted for a second that he, he wasn't an incredible coach who loved me very much. But that fake it till you make it was what I held on to because in that time in my life, I didn't feel good. I didn't feel like I was probably good at anything because the thing that I put so much stock into and people had encouraged me in and that I'd spent working out with the freshman, the JV and the varsity for an entire summer to catch up because I didn't make the team as a junior high kid. So I'm trying to be better so that I could make it as a freshman. And then I'm one of the two girls cut. That was heartache. That was, I've worked harder at this than I've ever worked at anything else. And I'm still not good enough. Who's to say that I'm good at anything? So there was this whole identity shift that happened when you're a freshman in high school between eighth grade and freshman summer that was that was really tough on me not to mention i'm already five ten i've been was five six in the end of my fifth grade year just like my daughter so i'm already tall i don't feel like i blend in well because of course i didn't i'm struggling with finding friends that that i felt like i could really call my best friends there were people that would let me sit with them at lunch like that's how i felt so there was a lot of evidence in my mind that shared that I wasn't good enough. So when I'm walking into these spaces where I did make the team, speech and debate, when I did make the show in theater, 
I'm like, oh man, I guess I got lucky. So I held on to fake it till you make it. And it led me into a lot of really difficult spaces. And it pushed me out on the other side in a great way. From my current mindset now, I can see that maybe that was not exactly. But then I thought, okay, this is helping me be brave. So I would fake it till I made it. I I faked being confident work, walking into my first speech and debate round because I was terrified that I was not going to do well. And I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into that. And the last time I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into something, I failed. I didn't make the team. So I'm just going to pretend I belong here. I'm going to pretend I'm going to fake it like I've done this before. And I'm going to walk in, even though I don't know that I'm good enough to walk into this room and act like I am. And then I won. And then I did well. So it paid off in my mind. So when I became a high school teacher, that's something that I would say to my students too. I would say, you know, just fake it till you make it. And what I was seeing as a teacher, which is probably exactly the same thing that my teacher saw in me, was she's incredible, but she has not enough confidence to make this work. So I'm going to just encourage her to fake it till she makes it. Because I see she's going to make it because I believe that she's done the work and she's going to be great because I know I don't need her to quit prior to trying it and seeing that she can do it. And that's exactly how I felt about a lot of the students that I coached was there was this lack of courage, this lack of bravery, this lack of confidence for whatever reason, trying something new, having walked through failure before. And they they didn't believe in them like I believed in them. So I just had to get them through until they could see it. But that turned into me holding on to, I'm going to fake it till I make it through my first year of teaching. I'm going to fake it till I make it in, in these really big, important rooms that I don't feel like I fit in. And that led to me struggling with feeling like an imposter. That led to me feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that they didn't catch that I don't know what I'm doing. I'm so glad I played that well enough that they couldn't see right through me. That's what faking it or telling myself I was faking it led to. I had a hard time believing that I didn't just fake it. It it really is inside of me already. I just needed to believe in myself enough to get through the first hard parts, to get through the uncomfortable, to get through the what ifs. And then the other shoe of that is until you make it. So this high achiever, me, maybe some of you, also was moving the bar of what make it means. This is still something that I kind of struggle with. Moving the bar because I hit that success and thought, well, that was too easy. Or I thought, well, well, I didn't really pull that off. So it wasn't really me moving the bar because I forget to celebrate the success that I did have. And I never let myself feel like I've made it. So then defining what make it means. And then when you arrive at make it, either it's over or it wasn't really the, the make it you thought it was going to be, or you didn't really pull it off. So that creates the inability to ever find peace, 
and I pulled it off. I did make it. I did do the, the thing I wanted to do. I accomplished the goal I wanted to accomplish. I, I've arrived because I, I don't ever think that I've arrived, which is a, a bad quality, but there is value in celebrating that you've accomplished a goal that you set and created evidence for so that you don't move the bar on yourself. And there's also value in not changing what you've set for yourself to do because you don't feel like you're not enough. There is a struggle that some high achievers that I have, maybe you have, with not feeling like you're enough, which kind of links to perfectionism, which sometimes can bleed out onto our people. And when I say our people, that might mean your team. That might mean your children. Because if I am never good enough, what I require might mean perfectionism. What I am asking for might also be not letting people around me feel like they're enough either. And that's a slippery slope that you don't want to get into as a leader or a mom or a teacher, whatever space you're leading. So what I want to do today is I want to break down, fake it till you make it, and believe it as you brave it. And I want us to dig in on why we need to shift our mindset from fake it till you make it to believe it as you brave it. I just gave a keynote on this, which was longer and more in depth and had more tools. And it was to an incredible room of college girls. It just made me realize how important this messaging is. And I also, before I dig in, when I just make a public apology to every one of the thousands of students that I have said, just fake it till you make it. Because I don't want you to fake it. I know you are better than that. I know that you have within you what you need in order to achieve the success or accomplish the goal or step into that really hard space. I know you have it within you. You're not faking anything. You are not an imposter. You are incredible for a million reasons. So believe in yourself enough to step forward bravely as you enjoy the journey. That's what I want to talk about today. And even though I'm making a public apology about ever sharing fake it till you make it, I want you to know that a recent survey revealed 62% of Americans admit to faking it till they make it through life. So there are 62% of us out there who are utilizing this strategy and maybe you're not all struggling with imposter syndrome and maybe you're not all struggling with moving the bar and, and you don't have all of the issues that can come from feeling like you're just faking it until the time you arrive. But because I am so now against this, I just, I, to that 62%, I hope that thinking through it with a different lens can be a little more powerful in your life. So I want to start with just tearing apart Fake it versus believe it. So the definition of fake is to pretend, to practice, to condition yourself, to tolerate negative emotion, to act in spite of emotions, telling otherwise. A worthless imitation passed off as genuine. Imposter designed to deceive. I mean, nothing about the idea of fake feels right. And we, we know vocabulary. You are smart enough to understand what the word fake means. So when you're putting out the idea of fake, you're, you're 
saying the negativity along with it that comes in the definition. Even if that's not the way you mean it, like I didn't mean it, like my coach didn't mean it, it's still sitting there. It's still sitting in the universe. You're still kind of sharing with your own head and heart, imposter, deceit, uh, worthless imitation. That is not what you deserve. And that's not what's going to help you the most. So let's break down belief. Believe is to consider, to be true or honest. To consider. I don't have to have it all figured out. Maybe I'm walking into that room needing to fake it till I make it because I really don't know what I'm doing or I'm really nervous. And telling myself, I believe I am perfectly ready for this. Well, that feels fake too. So I'm not saying that you're going to have to own it all. I'm not saying that you have to be the perfect pillar of whatever it is you're embarking on. But you can consider to be true or honest. You can consider maybe I am good enough to be in this room. I believe, I do consider that I might have this talent. So you're not faking it when you walk in, but you're believing, maybe not the whole kit and caboodle, but le- believing in yourself enough to consider. Okay, other pieces of that definition are to accept something as true, to hold as an opinion. It doesn't have to be everyone else's in the room's opinion, but it does need to be your opinion about yourself. Because otherwise, why are we even trying? It might be hard as hell. We might be nervous as all get out, but I've got to believe in myself enough to say yes, to step in there, to put the suit on, whatever it is you're wanting to, to, to try out or to be in that interview. So consider, hold your own opinion of yourself there uh, and, and don't, don't fake it, believe it. Uh, another piece of that definition is to have a firm conviction as to the goodness. Ooh, get this one, value or ability of something. So maybe it's just that I'm holding, I believe in the value of what I would be doing. I believe in the ability that I might have. I believe in the goodness of what I am doing. When you pick apart those definitions, there's so much to be said about fake it till you make it versus believe it as you brave it. And we've only torn apart one third of those statements. Now, believing it as you brave it does mean that you're going to have to have no fake words and an attitude of affirmation about you. But that's substantially more impactful than faking anything, okay? All right, so part one. Part two is as you versus until you. So fake it until you make it versus believe it as you brave it. I want to break that down for just a second. The until you, it's like, okay, but we're going to get there. In college, I was the until you person. Like, I'm just going to work really hard until I finish this. I'm going to put my whole heart into this until I'm done. This led me to taking 21 hours of college classes in a semester. This led me to try to get two degrees in record time. This, this led me to putting my whole heart into one thing. Because if, if I can just get through this class, then I can breathe. If I can just get through college, then I can get a big girl job and I won't have to stress so much. If I can just get through my first year of teaching, if I can just get through this first year of life with my children because infancy years are so hard, if I can just get through the really hard toddler years. If you're working on the until you mentality, you are going to be tired. You are not going to find joy. 
and you are going to look back with regret. That's my preach. Until you is not always the best strategy. Sometimes we have to buckle down and just get through things. And I completely understand that. But when you're a me who is habitually buckling down to get through to the end, your whole life turns into until use. Let's pivot and look at as you. As you means it's about the journey. What a better way to live. Yes, maybe some parts of the journey are hard, but I'm going to go ahead and use the growing your children as an example, because if you've ever had children, this is an easy lens to look through. Yeah, the sleepless nights in the beginning are hard, and you want to get through those. But then the tulipler age is hard. Cutting teeth is hard. Them running around like crazy and you having to just run after them is hard. And then, and then they start school and that's hard. And then, and then they, they get a little bit older and they're having to navigate friendship and not being good at math and having to struggle through some pieces of school. And like the, the until yous are difficult always. You have to, I'm going to love the things about the infancy journey. Yeah, they're sleepless nights. But you know what? I've got a sixth grader and a third grader, and I miss that stage so much. I know you've heard it before, but it, it's true. And if we can take the perspective of as you and enjoy the journey, find the good along the way, no matter what the path is, you're going to be a lot more of a positive person. You're going to have a lot more joy in your life. And you're going to leave positivity and joy around you in the lives of those that you influence. So as you, being a part of the journey is important. But you know what else is important when we're along a journey? It's still goal set. It's still, I want to walk through this and get to this point. It's okay to still have an end in mind. It's okay to still have progress checkpoints. It's okay to still have celebrations when you when you reach a new place in life or in work or with your children because i i think there's a lot of impact in still having a plan that also means you're celebrating along the way and that makes you recognize what's good along the way so as you look at your journey still find things to celebrate but focusing on the journey and the growth opportunity that sits within that journey is so powerful versus trying to just bury your head and get through to the end. All right, let's look at make it versus brave it. So making it, and we haven't already talked about this, but making it, making it means that you've arrived. Well, if you have a growth mentality versus a fixed mentality, you might not ever completely arrive, one. If you're a high achiever, you might move your arrival bar to. And then what's next after you make it? Three. Let me give you the definition of make it. Make it is to pull it off, succeed, thrive, achieve, accomplish, to cause to happen or be experienced. That's not as nasty as the fake it definition, but there's still pieces of that that can backfire on you. If you haven't created 
a clear expectation of what success or accomplishment looks like. You might struggle with what make it means. The first one, to pull it off, links to fake it so well. Like, oh my gosh, I am so glad that they didn't catch that I don't know what I'm doing and I was able to pull it off. So when you're pairing fake it with make it, the to pull it off or to cause it to happen, thank goodness I was able to make that work, feels like you got lucky. It doesn't feel like your hard work paid off. It feels like you got lucky. And you know what? I'll tell you a story. My first national champion, I remember that night. I remember we celebrated as a team because on my team, we all worked together and we were all a part of that final performance. We were all a part of putting that piece together. We worked as a team and I, I will forever say that if you don't create even an individual accomplishment, a team mentality, when you are responsible for an entire team, that's going to shoot you in the foot at some point. Side note, I digress. But I remember celebrating with the entire team, this incredible win, thousands of people watching on stage as the announcement is made, this kid who deserved it like crazy, the whole team being so excited for him. I remember going back to my hotel room at night and going, oh my gosh, we got lucky. What if I am never able to help another student pull off a win like this? They will know I just got lucky as a coach. What if now people are going to expect this to be the constant? I know that it took hard work and luck and, and the stars to align and the talent with the right piece and all of the things have to work well. So you're not going to have a national champion every single year. That's just reality. But in my mind, for just a second, for a long second, actually, for a lot of times, because I did this more than once, I thought, what if I am never able to pull this off again? And that is, is really tough on you. That was tough on me. So then when I would, would go back to standing in front of my students, helping them believe in themselves, there was still a part of me going, I hope that I'm a good enough coach to really and truly help them pull off their goals. Because I was still in my mind pulling it off. 13 years of coaching. And I still felt like, what if? So if we look at the definition of brave it, it says having or showing mental or moral strength to face danger, fear, or difficulty. So the braving it might be, look, we faced it. And we, we conquered it. It took us facing it. Look what we faced. Look at the strength we had. Look at the difficulty we navigated. Another definition for it is having or showing courage. To face or endure with courage. Meaning, maybe the making it is not the goal. Maybe the goal is that you show up with strength. If you're doing something that is worth doing, you might have fear. You might have difficulty. You might need courage which I think is why braving it is a much healthier and impactful way to look at those difficult scenarios rather than I'm just going to fake it till I make it. There's a lot about braving it that can cross apply to difficulties in other spaces in our lives. And I, I believe that if you're trying to be brave, you're having to look on the inside. 
And when I'm looking on the inside, I'm thinking about my why. I'm thinking about why do I want to brave this? Why is this important to me? Why do I need to show up for this? And it makes you not only dig deeper into what's going to give you bravery and courage, but it makes you work more intentionally. I, I do something with my executive coaching clients, which is creating that legacy lens, which there is an episode on that. So backtrack and, and look at that. But that legacy lens makes you think about how do you want to be remembered? It makes you think about the heart of your why. And why do I say yes to the things I say yes to and no to the things I say no to? And what do I do every single day to bring my legacy to life? That legacy can hold up a lot of bravery. I want to be seen and known as someone who brings light into the world around me. You know what? Walking into this room might give me that opportunity in a new way. So I'm going to believe in myself enough to praise walking into this difficult room. But it does take a little bit of pouring into what you know about you what you need and what you want and the goals that you have. But spending time on growing yourself and, and living by that growth mindset and finding reasons to believe in yourself so that you can be brave is worth the time. Because I spent a lot of time feeling like an imposter. I spent a lot of time worrying that I wasn't good enough. I spent a lot of time struggling with dark spaces in my life because I was worried that I had just been faking it until I made it. And then at some point, someone was going to figure out that I wasn't good enough. Someone was going to figure out. And you know, the hard part of that is when you do fake it, when you are pretending you're fine when you're not, people assume you're fine. So there's this authenticity about you that is missing. And then when you meet someone, they're confused because they thought you were fine. And people thinking that I was fine was a difficulty that I struggled with also when I did hit a space where I was struggling with depression. Because everyone's like, oh, but you, you have it all together. You look like you've got it all. You seem super confident. Because there was so much about me that people didn't know. Because I was trying to just show up. Even when I was struggling, which sometimes meant I wasn't being authentic. Now, there's a lot to be said about I'm going to put on a good face today, even though I'm struggling and not just crying all over every meeting I'm in. I'm, I'm not saying you need to always just wear your heart on your sleeve, but there's a lot to be said about finding times to be truly authentic. And when you're taking on challenges, the challenges that call for you to feel like you've got to make it till you make it. I challenge you to flip your mindset and, and brave it. Just believe in yourself as you brave it. Try it on. See how it feels. Because I'm willing to bet 
it takes you a lot farther than faking it till you make it. So three takeaways today are don't fake it. Believe in yourself. Find something that you can believe in about you in that step or in that process or in your why you're stepping into that room. Okay. It's not an until you, it's an as you. Enjoy the journey. Find what you love about the journey, even in the difficult parts. And number three is it's not the make it, it's the brave it. Because if we're only trying to get to the end of that one season or the end of the hard, we're going to get the feet knocked out from under us when there's more hard. Or the next season still has hard. And you're just going to keep building on the fake. Fake it till you make it. So build on what you believe and love on the journey. And find reasons to be brave. Because there's a lot more beautiful than believing in yourself. On the journey of being brave for whatever it is you're wanting to do. Than there will ever be in faking it till you make it. So your challenge this week is to try that on. And see how it feels. The quote that I want to leave you with this week is by Nelson Mandela. I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. Have a great week. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening and being my people. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, hook me up with a five-star review wherever you're listening right now. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to the People Priority Podcast. They so don't miss out on more tips, tricks, and important reminders. All right, I'll see you next week.